Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Get in touch with technology with Tech Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hello again, everyone. Welcome to Tech Stuff. My name is Chris Paulette, and I am an editor at HowStuffWorks.com. Sitting across from me, as always, is senior writer Jonathan Strickland. Nobody comes to visit me in my little cloud. <laughs> I don't know why. Maybe because I'm cutting muffins. <laughs> of all the songs... You chose that one. We're talking about clouds. (laughs) That's true. We were going to talk about Amazon's much-heralded new cloud service. Yeah. Because it's completely unlike... Everything else that came out that's a cloud service. Yes. Except, well, there is is one unique element, or at least it's new new enough to talk about, right? It's not like it's something that is... uh, uh, that also has been done over and over again. Actually, I think the thing is, I wanted to talk about this because so many people are talking about it. Yeah. Um, Because it isn't, for the most part, all that groundbreaking in a lot of ways, but people are still talking about it as though it were a revolutionary thing. And I think, in a way, it's the mindset behind it and the fact, and that one one special instance. And if you're you're new to what we're talking about and have absolutely no idea uh, what we're prattling on about at this point, it's called... Uh, cloud Drive. Yes. And that's a, a cloud-based service. When we talk about cloud, we're talking about internet storage. So yes. rather than using the hard drive on your computer or an external hard drive that you plug in your computer or maybe even on your network at home, the files that you save to this service are going across the internet to be stored on, in this case, Amazon's uh, hard drives yeah. and computers. And the reason you would do this, there's actually several reasons. One would be that, well... You know, there's, most of us just have so much storage, and you start to accumulate enough stuff, you have, as George Carlin would say, not enough places to put your stuff. So you got to find more places for all the stuff you got. And uh, I the, love that routine. That's a great routine. And, uh, and that cloud storage is a great way of finding places to put your stuff. So you are effectively putting your stuff in someone else's house. That's one thing. So you're getting, you're, you're able to offload storage. But another reason you might like it is because, unlike some of us, these cloud storage companies tend to have lots of, uh, of backups and, um, uh, redundancy built into their systems so that if something goes wrong, you don't lose your data. Because if my hard drive crashes, I lose that stuff, right? Anything that's stored locally on that hard drive, I could potentially lose forever. That's right. The uh, This also uh, leads us to the downsides. And uh, if you have been listening to Tech Stuff for years now, you know that we when we talk about cloud computing and cloud storage, we were going to talk about privacy. When you have multiple copies of your information stored on someone else's computers, um, then there is the possibility that that information could fall into someone else's hands. Right. And if it's not encrypted could be or or not encrypted well enough. Yeah. Um or if the person is really really good at cryptography. Yeah. That, and we're talking crazy good because yeah. most of the cryptography that's in use out there is is strong enough to defeat all but let's say a government's uh uh resources. Yeah, the most the most sophisticated mm-hmm. uh crackers. Uh but yeah, I mean if if you're storing this information out there and it's not secure enough, there's a possibility that you could put your financial records or genealogical information or 
kids' photos or all kinds of stuff that you probably don't want everyone else to have in the hands of someone else. And that that is why some people avoid using cloud storage. And there's also the chance that it, there's also the thought that if there were any loss of connectivity for some reason, you would then have you wouldn't have have access to your data anymore. I recently had this problem. It's a big pain in the neck. Yeah, so if you use cloud storage for lots of your stuff and you for some reason maybe you forgot to pay a bill or maybe the actual internet service provider has suffered some sort of failure, and for some reason or another you're not able to access the internet, well, then you're not able to get to all of your files because they're stored remotely on some other server. Right. Now, for consumers, that is, you and me, or at least most of us, um, we already have lots of really well-known and pretty well-regarded services, people like Dropbox and SugarSync and Box.net, uh, people and like that. Even, even things like Google Docs, if you're talking about specific types of documents, spreadsheets, and presentations. That's correct. These and, are all cloud services. Yes, and, and Amazon has been doing this, too, for yes. a long time, offering uh, storage solutions primarily to, to companies. Corporate, corporate customers, yeah. Uh, but this is, so you, at this point... You might say, Where's so the news? yeah, what, what's what's so new about this? Uh, this cloud drive allows you to store all kinds of documents. You could put uh, word processing files up there. Pretty much anything that could be in a anything. file format. Pretty much. But they really intend it to serve as a music locker. Yeah, this is the brilliance of this system. So Amazon's had this cloud storage in place for a couple of years. In fact, when we started talking about cloud storage probably two years ago, when we were first starting the podcast... Amazon was one of the big providers that was leading the way in cloud storage, but they had not tapped into the general consumer until they thought, why don't we combine this cloud storage with our amazing MP3 store where you can buy MP3s from Amazon and we can package it in such a way that it's really attractive to Amazon customers and make a service out of it. So it's not just a storage service, but is some sort of transmission service as well and it's it's they i mean you couldn't have asked them to do a better job they not only did they really make a big splash in the news they scooped other major companies that are trying to do something similar right now and when i say major companies i'm talking google and apple yes yes um now there are again other music locker sites and what a music locker is mm-hmm. um I think primarily of Groove Shark. There are many others, but um, including one that was purchased by Apple. Um, la la. But what it is is you start an account, and I've I've always been kind of weirded out by this because it seems so, like sort of a dubious, uh, in, in terms of licensing sort yeah. of situation. You sign up for an account with one of these services, and the service allows you to upload your own music mm-hmm. to the service. Now, in the case of, of Groove Shark, you can actually listen to the music that other people have uploaded on the site. And that's where it really gets kind of complicated. Well, the artists are getting a cut, according mm-hmm. to Groove Shark. Yeah. So, you know, that that apparently, and they have licenses with the major music labels. Right. So they are, are apparently okay. But it, it took me a little while to go, am I going to get in trouble for using this site? Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you, uh, if you use Amazon's Cloud Drive, you can upload music that you have purchased, unencrypted music, in AAC or MP3 format. Uh-huh. Uh, if you buy 
uh, music from Amazon, from that MP3 store that you mentioned a moment ago. It'll go straight to the cloud. It goes straight to the cloud. And you can you can download it, but you can also find it in your, your uh, cloud, storage. cloud storage. Yeah, here's the brilliance of this. So let's say that you decide to purchase an album uh, from, uh, from Amazon.com, and it goes into your cloud storage. You can download it immediately if you want to. You can wait. You can go download it off another computer. All you have to do is log into your Amazon.com account. So, and as soon as you have an Amazon.com account, you get five gigabytes of storage space in, in a cloud drive for free. Yes. Just for being an Amazon.com customer. You don't have to purchase anything. No, five gigs for free. If you buy an album, you get 20 gigs for free for a full year. Yes. And uh, all you have to do is then, what you would have to renew it from that point, and essentially Amazon charges a dollar a gig per year. Actually, is it, do you have to buy a full album? Uh, I think if you, I think you have to buy a full album to get the twenty gigs. That was very smart on their on their part yeah. because somebody was suggesting that you could go buy one of the sixty nine cent songs. No, no, and get twenty gigabytes for a year for sixty nine cents. This is the other really cool thing about it, though, right? Okay, so you have that five gigabytes of space. That's a lot of space. That that's up to a thousand songs, more or less, depending upon the the you know how. Uh, how high quality they are and how long the songs are. I mean, granted, if it's Meatloaf, it's probably more like 600 songs because that dude just ne- never shuts up. Man, I would just... do anything for love, but I won't shut up. <laughs> I love so, Meatloaf, by the way. I was gonna... Both the food item and the artist. Oh, man. So, Whatever happened to Saturday night? Oh, anyway. Yes, sorry, I, I got a little off track there. <laughs> Really? Where was I? I hadn't noticed. Five gigabytes of storage. So you got five gigabytes of storage starting off for free, right? But if you buy a song for Amazon.com, it doesn't count against the five gigabytes. That's right. Yeah, any any music that you buy from Amazon.com, say you have a uh, uh, your your account's empty and you're getting ready to buy an album. Yes. Uh, so you you're you're going to get the twenty gigabytes, and let's say it's it's a nice round number that the album is one hundred fifty megabytes worth of music okay. that 150 megabytes does not count toward the 20 gigabytes yeah that's in can, addition to you can just keep buying music from amazon.com and you will never fill up that space no matter how many gigs of music you have if you bought all right so 20 gigabytes holds about four thousand songs more or less unless it's meatloaf and what, oh i already did that joke anyway so 20 gigabytes about four thousand songs so let's say you bought five thousand songs you went on a spree Okay. Okay, so you bought 5,000 songs. Well, because Amazon.com does not count those against your your cap, you can have all those in your cloud drive if you bought them all from Amazon.com. Unless, of course, you bought them before. Right, that's a problem. If you bought them before, then what you're doing is you're uploading to the cloud, and that does count against your cap. Yeah, because I do have a few albums that I have purchased from Amazon service, yeah, and yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't get those retroactively added to my locker. Yeah, with Amazon no doesn't penalty. know that necessarily, That right. I, although I'm sure there's some code in there somewhere, but <laughs> Amazon does not, quote-unquote, know that which MP3s were ripped from a CD, which ones were purchased through iTunes. Of course, that wouldn't be an MP3 necessarily, but... Uh, or which ones were bought off Amazon.com or some other service. So you, even if you did buy other songs from Amazon.com before, those are not going to be grandfathered in. So here's where it starts to become a music-specific effort because uh, you know, the, the services that I mentioned earlier, uh, people like Dropbox and, and Box.net and yeah. SugarSync, they, uh, the basic accounts with those, the free accounts, generally about – 
two gigabytes worth of space. Yeah. Um, and they don't discriminate it, what kind of file types you can save in there. Right. And, and, and um, well, I'll talk about that a little bit more in a minute. And, yes, uh, those of you who have accounts uh, with Dropbox will know that if you uh, get other people to sign up and use your name, then you get extra space. But, yeah, starting out, yeah. you get two, two gigabytes worth of space. So you're already more than doubling that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but th- this is a brilliant marketing move for their music store. Yes. Because it is encouraging you to down buy and download those uh, music files from Amazon's MP3 store. Yeah, if the lower prices weren't enough for you, then this will also help. So yeah, that's the big that's the big differentiation there mm-hmm. between uh, the cloud drive and other services. Now, if you want more space other than the 20 gigabytes that we were talking about for buying music, um, you can buy that. Yeah, it's essentially a dollar a gigabyte. Yeah, it boils it, down to. It comes in increments. Yeah. Um, which are 20, 50, 100, 200, 500, and 1,000 gigabytes. So if you want 1,000 extra gigabytes. Yeah, if you need a terabyte of storage. Yes. Uh, you can you can buy that for a terabyte of money, yeah. about $1,000 a yeah. year. A grand, a cool grand. Um, so, you know, it, it depends on what you're going to be storing in there uh, yeah, and what it's worth to you to do that. But yeah. Keep in mind, although we're talking a lot about music here, you can still store other files in that cloud drive. It doesn't all have to be music. So if I bought an album from Amazon.com and got 20 gigabytes of storage, I could fill that 20 gigabytes up with video or I could fill it up with documents. If I had that many, I can't imagine having 20 gigabytes worth of documents. I don't want to either. Uh, or pictures. I mean, you can fill that stuff up any way you want. And, of course, you could keep buying music off Amazon.com and it won't count against that cap. Um, But there's another element that kind of makes this an interesting and somewhat controversial uh, move on Amazon's part. And that's, you know, the cloud drive, like we said, not really that that, uh, groundbreaking because cloud storage has been around for a few years. But the cloud player, which again, not necessarily groundbreaking, but the implementation of the cloud player into this cloud drive uh, uh, ecosystem along with the Amazon.com store makes this a really compelling and powerful tool. Now, the cloud player, what that allows you to do is play music that's stored in your cloud drive on any computer that's connected to the Internet or on any Android device. Right. You just have to download the uh, the right MP3 app, and and you can stream music from the cloud drive to your computer or device. So... Effectively, this, well, for one thing, it's a huge shot across the bow of Apple. And the reason I say that is because it doesn't, it means that you can make your smartphone, you can turn it into an MP3 player, and you don't have to worry about filling up your smartphone's memory with songs because all the songs actually live on a server. And you can have, you know, five gigabytes worth of songs or more if you've bought them from Amazon. And it doesn't affect your smartphone's memory, like your storage, at all. Now, uh, I want I want to make a couple things clear. Of course, this is similar to many other types of services. You know, sure. the, uh, Sirius or um, Sirius XM has you know a player where you can listen to satellite radio over the internet. Yep. Um, you've got uh, people like Pandora. You've got Last.fm. Yeah. You've got RDO. Kind of streaming streaming radio stations. Yep. You can use Groove Shark. Uh, yes. If you are, if you are a subscribed member, you yes. pay for a subscription. You can listen to your Groove Shark music on your player. Um, and some people have pointed out that you can do this with the uh, regular storage services as well. You can get access to your if you save music to your Dropbox. Yeah, you can listen to that music too. Yeah, but again, 
the effort is different. The, the way they've structured it, the way Amazon has structured this they, They've deal, integrated things. Yeah, it's it's somewhere in between, and it is definitely, if you, there are people I've found in discussions about uh, Sirius XM, because I was a satellite radio subscriber for many years, who wanted to listen to their own music. So they yeah. preferred their, their MP3 player to a satellite sure. player, because they wanted that control. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to appeal to people like that. You don't no, I don't want somebody else programming my station for me. Yeah, that's great for some people, but I don't want that. It's really going to so, appeal to people who either have uh very specific musical tastes that are not catered to right uh on regular terrestrial radio or, or even even some digital radio stations. Sure. Uh it'll also appeal to uh people like uh us who are getting older and our musical tastes are becoming cemented and we don't like new things because they scare us and get off my lawn. Hey, I like my Lawrence Wilk playlist. Thank you very much. Yes, you're cutting edge, living there on the edge of life. A one, and a two, <laughs> and tiny. Oh wait, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, some of some of our listeners have no idea what we're talking about. No, but uh, yeah, so I barely do. <laughs> but no, that that's the the significant difference is the amount of storage space that Amazon is offering. Yeah. people now. Uh, I was kind of wondering how I was going to get this app because I was I, I'm very interested in this offering. I wrote a blog post about it, and uh, we're basically covering all of that, so you don't need to go read it really right now. But um, the thing is, uh, it's built into the MP3, the Amazon MP3 app, which I already had um, installed on my Android. Yeah, you just phone. had to update. I had to update the app, and there it is. It's, they also it's part have of it, the app. Yeah, if you don't have that pre-installed on an Android device, and we should, you know. Make it clear, we're talking about Android-specific right now. There are ways where you can take advantage of the cloud storage using an iOS device, but if you want to listen to the music, you actually have to download it to your device. Uh, That's one of the other things we should point out. Amazon does not restrict you from downloading this stuff, because it's yours, right? This drive is just a storage space. So you've stored music in this drive. You can download it as much or wherever you like, which that'll become a problem later. You, you have a license to use that music. Well, the, the songs themselves do not belong to you. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's good. No, it's good to point I just that like, out. It's good to point that out because that's exactly how the companies do it. I just like watching that vein in your forehead throb. But let's say that you don't have the Amazon MP3 uh, app pre-installed on your Android phone. There's If you go to the Amazon.com page and you look for their cloud player, they actually have a QR code that you can use to, you know, use if you have a QR code app on your uh, Android phone, you can use that and it'll direct you specifically to the marketplace where you can get that app. And it's free. The app is free. You don't have to pay for that. There's no subscription for this service. Um, and here's where we're going to get into some of the, the controversy. So with this player, being able to listen to this music streaming... There's some music companies that are concerned that this is violating licensing agreements. Yeah. You remember when we were talking a few moments ago, or actually Jonathan was talking a few moments ago about how Amazon scooped Google and Apple? Yeah. Both of those companies have been known to be working on some kind of effort. Well, in Apple's case, it's more of a uh, nearly substantiated rumor. Yeah. They, all signs point to the the idea that they are going to be doing something. Google Music has been known about in some capacity for a while, and it's rumored at the time we are recording this, and who knows, by the time it goes live, it may be public, uh, that Google is doing a beta with 
its internal employees for Google Music, which is supposed to be a similar service to this, a cloud music service. Uh, Apple, of course, purchased Lala, which we've mentioned, I, I think, several times. Um, and they are building a data center in North Carolina, a very large data center. Um, rumor has it that it will be used for streaming music and or video. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's been in the works for a long time. But what Amazon didn't do, uh, they wanted the, to get a jump on everyone else, which and boy, they did. did they. <laughs> they also didn't tell the music companies what was going on so and didn't get light well they didn't get licenses let's say this they didn't get licenses to do this which normally the record companies prefer to do which is why spotify isn't in the united states as of yet so let's prepare for a jonathan rant everyone just settle down because i'm gonna get going Can I go get a cup of water? Or you something? can go for as long as you need to. I'll turn a Woo-hoo. light on when it's when it's when when I'm done. So here's the deal, folks. Here's here's how I see it. At, cloud storage is just an extension of local storage. As far as I'm concerned, that data is your data, to the limitations of whatever that data might be, and you can access it whenever you like, as long as, of course, there's a connection there. It's the same thing that if that if you purchased an album or ripped a CD and that music is on your hard drive, there's no difference. I mean, the only difference is the distance. Instead of the hard drive being immediately adjacent to or part of your computer, this drive is you know, potentially thousands of miles away. But it's still just storage. There's it's not like Amazon is is broadcasting new music or music you do you did not yourself put into that drive. That's not happening. It's not it's not taking the music that's in your drive and then sending you new stuff. You know, that's kind of like what Pandora does. You know, you create an, a station based upon a song you like and Pandora finds other songs that are similar, but Pandora pays licensing fees for that because that's more of a broadcast thing. This is really I it, there's no difference between cloud storage and having a server that's a thousand miles away and having a thousand mile long cable connecting you to that server to listen to your music. You could have an iPod all right, and you could be listening to your iPod. You've got your headphones on. You're in New York City. Just so happens your iPod happens to be in San Francisco, but you've got a cable that goes all the way across the United States of America, and you can listen to that. Of course, you're going to be stuck on whatever song's on there because your controls are all the way across the state and country. But that's not the point. The point being that it the distance doesn't matter. It's it's storage. It's a it's a drive. It's the same kind of drive that's on an MP3 player, that's on a smartphone, that's on a computer. There is no difference there. There's, they're not creating this performance. It's just you accessing a file. So I, I'm hoping that Amazon can defend this and come forward and say, hey guys, we're not, we're not, cre- all we're doing is giving them the tools to listen to the music they purchased. We're not doing anything else. We're not, making, you know, we're not trying to go behind your backs or anything, and it's just the same as if they were pushing play on an MP3 player. It's just that they're pushing play on a smartphone or on a computer, and they're just accessing a file that happens to rest on our servers. But we don't own that file. We sold that to them. Boy, that makes me mad. Are you done? I think so. I need more beans. Yeah. Well, to be fair... Uh, as of right, oh, I, I think I was very fair. <laughs> to to, 
as of the day that we're recording this, I have not seen anything that suggests that any of the major players in the recording industry are in the process of filing a lawsuit against Amazon. That is fair. And I know that they are planning on having some discussions with Amazon about it. Yeah. Now, this is the same industry that wanted uh, that that wanted XM to remove the ability to record a show that you were listening on on your personal. They used to offer a portable player that you could um, record a song, sort of like a, a DVR for your TV. You could record a program on it and listen to it later. And uh, certain people in the industry wanted XM to stop, which they eventually did. But there were lawsuits and things over whether or not you were allowed to time shift your radio, your satellite radio. Um, so, yes, of course, this this is the kind of thing that's going to be, um, I think, coming out in the next few weeks as of the time we're recording this. Uh, although um, yesterday, as of the day we're recording this, we we're recording this on April Fool's Day, as a matter of fact, um, Greg Sandoval wrote an article uh, in CNET. That kind of surprised me. I um, had been talking about Cloud Drive primarily as a music storage service, but as Jonathan pointed out, you could put anything in there. Movie industry is not concerned with the same issues that the recording industry is Mm -hmm. because people don't, it's not really, the service isn't really designed to host video the way it is audio. There's no, the cloud player won't play movies. Right. Yeah. It'll host it. You just can't access it with the same ease that you can the music. Right. So they apparently are not in the rush to run out and have a talk with Amazon at the moment um, because it's not as urgent for them. Although, you know, I would imagine they would be keeping their eye on it because the potential is there for for them to add that capability to the player uh, and make it possible to watch video, um, probably both movies and TV, but... That will also um, for depend now. on a, a, a strong connection to your network. In fact, for even for the music, Amazon recommends that you use a 3G or better connection. So we're talking 3G, 4G, or Wi-Fi connection in order to have a, a satisfying uh, experience listening to the music, because otherwise you're going to have a lot of buffering issues yes. where um, you know the song's just not going to come across uh, uh, very, very well because the the bandwidth you have isn't enough to transmit that data smoothly. Um, and yeah, there hasn't been any move for a lawsuit yet, but shortly after Amazon made the announcement, uh, Sony Music Entertainment and Warner Music Group both kind of expressed some concerns. And in fact, uh, Brian Garrity from Sony said, we're disappointed by their decision to launch without a license, which at least suggests that they feel that a license would be necessary for you to access your file on a hard drive. If that, they tell me that I need a license to listen to my music on my MP3 player, oh. I would guess. Yes? That the the difference is who owns the hard drive. Right, I, I would but, guess that that's, no, I'm not, I'm not arguing with you. Yeah. I'm just saying, I'm guessing for the music industry that that's the big deal. If you have, let's say, a, a RAID at home, that's a, a array of independent discs, um, for those of you who yeah. aren't familiar with the term, uh, which is basically just a uh, a giant box with hard drives in it, I'm over way oversimplifying that. But yeah, it's you can access any of those hard drives over your network. They're not part of a computer; they're just a big box of hard drives. So yeah. let's say you have a massive music collection, and 
you know, it's all on this RAID and different disks. If you want to do that because you own the hardware, they're okay with it. I'm guessing that for the music studios, they see an opportunity to get another license because you are storing it on or, you know, from Amazon because they are supplying the Internet infrastructure and the hardware to you. And that's that's probably the sticking point for them. I'm I just think, guessing. I think another sticking point, though, I, that's that's a legitimate point, And I agree with it. I think another sticking point is that some of these companies have been known to also be working on their own infrastructures that are branded specifically to their labels. No. Yeah. So, no, you get like um, a company like Sony and Sony starts building out its infrastructure uh you know you don't want to have to deal with competition from other other companies like amazon you know you you want you want your stuff to be safe so that you can sell it through yours and lock people into an infrastructure because uh, it makes good business sense you know it's not necessarily the thing that the customer is going to go crazy for unless they're a huge sony fan but it makes sense from your standpoint where you're saying, look, this is a great business decision. It's a way for us to guarantee that our online music sales are going to remain steady or even grow because music sales have kind of stagnated over the last few couple of years. And um, and that's a big concern for these companies. I mean, the whole purpose they're in business is to make money and they make money through selling music. And if people stop buying music, that's a problem. So. It may be that that's one of the things that they were looking at, that that they're, they've got a strategy in place to really boost music sales, partially by creating this locked-in ecosystem that's only good for one major label. Uh, but if another company comes in and undercuts them, then they, they no longer have that advantage. Right. I mean, the music industry itself, we're not talking about the artists themselves. The music industry, the recording industry. Yeah, we're talking about the big labels. They make their money from recording the art, basically going out, discovering people they think will sell. Yeah. Recording those artists, uh, packaging, you know, creating the, 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 uh, the recording with the packaging. Yeah, creating the product. And distributing it to mm-hmm. people, marketing it to radio stations to get them to play it. Um, and then selling bukus of albums or digital downloads. Right. As, you know, because we're seeing those physical album sales. I mean, those are really dropping off. Digital music is also kind of stagnating, so it's a concern. But yeah, I mean, if you put your your yourself in the shoes of the industry itself, it's easy to see why they would be frightened by losing control. And if they sure. see this as a possibility that they may lose control, of course they're going to defend their industry because you know that's what they do. Yeah. So it's not really surprising that they would be concerned about what's going on. And it's all. possible that they could work out. Um, an arrangement with Amazon. I mean, ultimately, you're right, Jonathan. It's it's not giving music to other people. If Amazon can demonstrate that, hey, look, this is this is highly secure. Nobody's going to get access to anybody else's music. It's no different than if it was on their own computer. Yeah, if they can convince the recording industry of that, um, they may be able to avoid having to restructure their offering or. Get rid of the cloud. Worry player. about yeah, or 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 worry about a lawsuit. Yeah. So it is very possible that through discussion that they can they can work something out. They just need to to reassure people. And you know when you drop the news on them, yeah. yeah. I'm and sorry. I, what? And I should point out that I'm a you know I'm a real advocate for the consumer because I am one. Sure. If I were a major label, I probably would have a totally different argument than the one I laid out. Yeah. I mean it's yeah. well it's you know it's their livelihood. That's yeah, what they do. Yeah. And so, so I'm arguing for the customer. Uh, experience, but oh, that's just one piece of the puzzle. And I recognize that too. Doesn't make me less ranty. 
though. <laughs> All right. Well, let's wrap this discussion up. I think it was okay. a really good discussion. And, and Chris does have a great blog post about the Amazon Cloud Drive already, so I would recommend checking that out. Go over to our blogs and, and uh, just click on the little tech stuff thing. You can ignore all the rest. No, I'm just kidding. All the other all the other blogs are also awesome. But if you click on tech stuff, it'll just bring up our our posts, and you can find the one easily that way on the cloud drive. And I, I think it's safe to expect that we will see something going on from Google or Apple or both. Yeah. In the in the months to come. So this is uh, they may actually be happy that Amazon beat them to the punch, especially if they get punched for it. Yeah, if they get pummeled for it and then Google and Apple can say, hey, let's rethink our strategy exactly. here so that we can, you know, we can avoid the pitfalls that Amazon fell into. Mm-hmm. That is a potential outcome, so we'll have to wait and see. If you guys have any comments on the Amazon Cloud Drive and Cloud Player, or perhaps you have some requests for a different topic you would like to hear, why don't you contact us either on uh, Twitter or Facebook. Our handle there is TechStuffHSW, or you can send us an email. That address is TechStuff at HowStuffWorks.com, and Chris and I will talk to you again really soon. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. To learn more about the podcast, click on the podcast icon in the upper right corner of our homepage. The HowStuffWorks iPhone app has arrived. Download it today on iTunes. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you?